just got your asses whipped by a bunch of goddamn nerds. Hey, sports fans, welcome to Sports Nerds. Here are your hosts, Dr. Samuel J. and Dr. Brian Schrader. Brian, did you know that Iowa plays Michigan next week? Yes, I did know that. Are you are you excited about that? I'm pretty excited. I I, I got a I got a Michigan sized chip on my shoulder over the rankings after they lost to uh, to Wisconsin. I'm not sure how you go from if you win that game being the ranked number one ranked team in the country to you lose that game being fifth. But whatever. None of that stuff really matters. I'm agree. It doesn't matter. At all. Yeah. Well, it doesn't matter because you have six already. So, right. I mean, you have sixty-six teams. How many? Sixty-eight teams that get into the tournament, no matter what. I mean, how many of them are at large? See, I don't even know that off the top of my head. But let's say there's at least forty, right, at large schools. So the top twenty-five rankings don't really matter at all. No, you're right. Should do it. The better rankings are, um, like Ken Palm. I try to follow up with that because they take that stuff into account. So, Brian, uh, how's the weather in Michigan? I know you're home right now in your basement. I'm in my yeah. basement. So, everybody, if the sound is a little off, that's why. <laughs> it's basement uh, pod. Cheers to everybody if they're following us on Instagram or Facebook. Uh, before I before you answer your question, let me plug that then. You can follow us uh, on whatever the social media you prefer. Instagram's our best, though. We do a lot of fun stuff on there. So, at uh, sports.nerds, Facebook slash sports nerds, and then Twitter at underscore sports nerds okay so you are you're home because your kids are not in school yeah it's a snow day you want to look but outside there's no snow let me see can you see wow yeah yeah it's not snowing it's not snowing i wish Don't i would get up right now is it snowing is it still it's not a shitload this morning here um but the kids still had school however on tuesday they did not have school which made no sense because uh yeah, the the roads were fine. I don't know. I don't figure. I can't figure out how they do it. And it sounds like Michigan is the same question. Uh, yeah, I I don't know. I got no explanation. It's my week is jacked. I'll tell you that. Did I lose you on? A, you got me on Be Live. Oh yeah, never mind. I took I took my phone out of my uh, makeshift holder there, and it ruined everything. I see. You. I know you didn't ask, but uh, I think sports nerds want to know. What my team won our bowling league on Sunday. Well, congratulations! Wow, it, it's handicapped, so we're the okay. worst team. Okay, okay. Yeah. but based on handicap, we we beat everybody. That's impressive. Congratulations! And it was and it was it was, it was you know ripped from the movies. It, the 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 number one team going in the last week had us by one point. Okay, okay. Uh, each night is worth three possible points, uh, and and we swept them on on that night to to beat them by two for the overall. So, <laughs> dude, that is some drama. Did was, you, yes, it was dramatic. You needed some ELO showdown going on. <laughs> well, congratulations. What did they give you? Did they give you a trophy or something? No, no, you don't get anything. You get nothing. There's a pizza party on the last night, which I told the lady, not even for the winners, it's for everybody. I told her it sounds very middle school, but whatever. Middle school. I was thinking like maybe third or fourth grade, but is that not middle school? Or is junior high school? <laughs> I, I don't struggle, know. I struggle, to, I struggle with the terminology. You went to a private school, pal. I, mean, I went to a school different. that was like the same for preschool through eighth grade. So 
that makes sense. So many things are coming together for me now. You know, (laughs) so many things. Uh, Okay, so um, we don't have much to update anybody on uh, at the moment. You can continue subscribing and rating our podcast. Uh, Our listenership is is pretty. It's taken a big boost over the last. little bit so i'm not quite sure why that is i guess guess maybe and just more outreach on on social media but thanks to those of you who have subscribed and rated us we really appreciate it continue to to tell folks about it and we uh will be very very grateful uh, other aside from that I, I don't know brian you got any any announcements you won you won your bowling league which is good iowa plays michigan next week um what else is going on anything yeah, not much i mean you could you could drop you know that that maybe Maybe next year you'll come out for the Michigan Iowa game. That's uh, that's potentially happening. Oh, that is big news. Uh, yeah, so I uh, I already shit. got a line on the tickets. Okay, yeah. Um, Meaning, we'll I have... asked my buddy if we could have him, and he said, "Yeah, dude, yeah, um, yeah." I got the I got the green light here from the from the J House from the women in my life, and so uh, my wife is actually actively looking for flight tickets. Uh, so I assume I'm gonna have to fly into Detroit, right? Yeah. Okay, flying to Detroit. So yeah, first weekend in October. Um, stay tuned for that because I'm sure we'll try to record at least an episode or two while yeah. I'm out there oh, yeah, on location sure. somewhere. It, it would be fun. I'll have to bring the kit to like do it outside the big house. That could be a blast, dude. Thoughts? Yeah, yeah. There think, we go. Uh, yeah, it, yeah. It, no, it seems like a great idea. All right. Um, let's jump into these things. Uh, yeah. We'll try to get our energy level up. I think it probably has to do the fact that both of us were parents today this morning. And so we're a little zapped, but um, there are some, there's some interesting stories going on right now in the sports world. Um, yes, there is no football this weekend, but uh, well, I guess there's the pro bowl. Do you consider that football Brian? I, 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 the, the worst of all of the pro bowl type events. I don't Who like do any think- of them, but football ones on unwa- I, I will sometimes watch the, uh, like the QB challenge stuff, you know, like throwing the ball yeah. through the tires or like the, the weird punter stuff, but I can't watch the, the pro. I mean, the, they don't play defense in the, in the NBA pro ball, but on this thing, it's like the, the linemen just sort of stand up and high five. Right. Yeah. I mean, why would you take the risk of getting hurt? Like that well, would just make it a flag football game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, that, that actually might be more fun. People might be way more interested in that anyway. Don't they kind of play flag football anyway? Like on, it's no, kind, it kind of is. It, it, yeah, are they even wearing pads? Actually, they don't even wear pads, right? They wear helmets, but they don't wear full pads. I don't know, man. Like I said, I don't even watch this shit. Yeah. Do you think that instead of the Pro Bowl, that they should replay the New Orleans Saints game? They should replay it. You said. Do you think they should? Uh, let's. Can you give some context to that? Depending on when people. Yeah, there was that missed uh, pass interference call at the end of that game that would have uh, would have given New Orleans a first down, and they would have taken an e three times, and the game was would have been over. Should they replay it? Did you not see this? Uh, yeah, no, no, no. I saw it. I saw it. I was saying, giving context for our listeners in case. Sure, you know, sure, sure. We have There's somebody a, fifteen years. A bunch from of people who are yeah, f- fair enough. Yeah. There are a bunch of people who are you know like tweeting at and texting. I'm probably not texting, but tweeting at uh, Goodell. You know, apparently there's some weird rule that the commissioner can like set aside a result and replay games, which is bonkers to me. And there's absolutely no way it would happen, but it's, it's curious now. No, uh, it's very curious. There's, I, sh- I should have shared this. I didn't. I didn't. I purposely didn't share this story uh, with you. That was on Deadspin about um, how great that game was, but it's also I'm, football, right? Football. I'm intrigued. Sense. Yeah. Um, I don't really want to talk about it because I. You do. No, I mean that's. that's you like, purposely didn't share it with me because you thought I would want to talk about it. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I think that was a part of it for sure. 
Where the hell is you it? You don't want to talk about that article or this story? This story. I mean, I, I mean, like, uh, it's basically saying that football is a messy game, right? It's messy because sure. the rules are not clear. They never have been. There's too many moving parts. Baseball is so concise in terms of, like, everything, right? Every play is this, its own little microcosm. It's, yeah, it's less fluid. Yeah, for sure. And so, um, you know, this kind of shit is going to happen. It's basically what it's Fine. Like. Well, you can have the short version of the conversation, right? Which is, if... If the purpose of an athletic competition is to fairly determine who was better on that day, right? Mm -hmm. All things being equal, who's better at football on that day or baseball on that day in the interest of that fundamental premise. Do you, do you not think they should have a, a, a official in the booth? Who's like, Hey, head referee, you missed a pass interference call. Sub question do you think that the overtime rules in the NFL are also kind of contrary to that? I hate to that fundamental tenet of, of sports, right? If the goal is to determine who's better and the overtime procedure does not test that, for example, Kansas city never gets the ball. Like why not just play a full 15 minutes? I understand in the regular season why they don't do it. Cause the NFL is super concerned with overtime games blocking over their televised coverage of the next set of games or of games being too long or whatever, but in the playoffs, just have them play a whole quarter. Uh, I think the, the, the overtime rules are just stupid in the NFL in general. Yeah. I don't, I don't think it's just like just the playoffs. They should change it. I mean, they need to be changed no matter what. I understand why they do it. Like you had said, there's all kinds of reasons by, but at, yeah, for sure. Especially at, in this point in the, in the season, I don't know. I mean, they, they, there's not even an especially that needs to be added to that. They just need to change them. Yeah, it's that simple. No, that's the one thing that college the football does playoffs. better. It's kind of crazy. Ah, see, I hate the college one too, though. It's it's bizarre. Well, I understand why they do that, right? Because it needs to move a little quicker. They ideally want to move it a little quicker, maybe. Um, I well, actually I don't know why they do it, but yeah, with the NFL, you should just get a chance to you know start. I don't know to have an offensive drive. Yeah. No, just play the whole quarter, and whoever is winning at the end of that quarter. But what if there's still a tie? Then you play another quarter. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess then it's kind of, yeah. What's the likelihood that if you play another full uh, fifteen minutes, is it fifteen minutes <laughs> that there's going to be a tie? I, I think it's pretty low. Okay, well they need to change something. I wonder if they will. I don't know. Uh, no, nah, probably not. Uh, probably not. People get pissed off at the NFL and officiating all the time, but if the if if the decision calculus for them is you know, having a, 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 a nicely packaged product, right? That even though it takes a long time, it's pretty predictable. Um, they're not going to, they're not going to mess with that. Never happened. It was a bad call though. It wasn't a bad, a bad call. I would agree with that. Um, I think it's, or a bad no call. It's funny how that has, or there you go. Bad no call. Uh, it's intriguing to me that that game has taken much of the air from sports mouthpieces, um, and the fact that the Patriots are in another Super Bowl really hasn't. I guess we're just accustomed to it now. I don't know. I, you know, I remember like John Solo was talking about how we get sick of this shit and we get sick of the same thing and the same teams winning. And, and you were like, oh, no, I like watching the Warriors win. And I didn't really agree with you. I feel that way with the Patriots. I don't mind. You do? I don't mind watching them. I think this is amazing. I think what they're doing is is absolutely amazing. And I understand you know, you, I, we didn't plan on talking about this clearly. This is why I didn't send the, the fuck out. No. But, um, <laughs> you know, you had said, well, they got this easy division and all of that. And they do, right? 
for sure. They have an easy division. They, they tend to, at least for the last 19 years, they've had a pretty easy road, at least to a playoff spot. But I need to see, I couldn't find the data. I didn't, I, it's there. I just didn't want to download the, the spreadsheet and, and, you know, flex my Excel muscles. But I wanted to see what their um, winning percentage was against teams who made the playoffs in the regular season or teams who, who are above 500. Because doesn't the NFL, when they make their schedules, they purposely give Super Bowl champions or teams that had won a lot of games in the previous season a more challenging uh, uh, non-divisional schedule? Isn't that I? For, I thought I, I thought for some reason, um, you know, there are some games. But that's but that's only two teams, right? Yeah, I guess I guess it would be because you yeah. you play you play every team in the AFC, you play one division in the NFC, and then you play two other games. Yeah, no, is that is that not right? No, you're right. You're right. Yeah, it is. Right. No, that's, no, that that can't be right. No, you're right. You can't play every team. Oh, okay, you fine. play every team in, in in one division. Every team in your in your division, division yeah, twice. twice, and then you play. Every team in your play division, one single yeah. NFC division, yeah. whatever it doesn't matter. Yeah. It, to, to to your point about the Patriots being like the exception to the rule that you don't want to see the same thing over and over again, like I think it can come back around. Do you know what I mean? Like, you, what do you, mean? you see something that's great, and then after a couple times, you're like, oh, "This kind of sucks." But then you know, yeah, the fact that it keeps on keeping on is what is is what kind of makes it interesting. I don't know if that makes sense or not. Who do you got in the Super Bowl? I mean, I think Patriots, I guess. Yeah. yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh moving on cuz we got to. I'm I this the, I liked this tennis article um from Deadspin and I wanted to actually present it to you cuz you're you're a tennis fan. You know way more about it than I do. Uh it was entitled The Lot Caveat. I've watched very little Australian Open, but yeah. Well, it's on at a weird time. It's hard. That's, that's true. What are you supposed to do? Uh, it was a good article. Deadspin, uh, uh, Jerry Nathan, uh, it, basically about what is known as a lost generation. And so the lost generation is is play are is inclusive of, of male players. Um, kind of, I, I was looking at their delineation: twenty-seven to thirty-five-ish who have attempted to to be successful in. Uh, playing tennis over the last 10 years, but have just been fucked because of the big four and the big four are who Brian, I was trying to think of, I was trying to think of the fourth. I couldn't find it. So it's, who are they? Federer, Federer, Djokovic, oh, yeah. Nadal, and Murray. Who did you, who did you forget? Uh, Djokovic. Well, and, and, and Murray's kind yeah, of out, Murray's right? out. He sort of, he sort of retired out for sure, but it, which is, which is sad. There's not a lot of parody in men's tennis. There's not, well, no, and that's the point, right? Like, I think I think the point of the article is that there's been the funny thing is that the, it's it, the, this article talks about these three dudes as being members of the lost generation, but it's 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 more expansive than this, right? There was a, a, a three players, you know, five years ago that fit the same mold. Three three players five years before that, we just had kind of complete and total dominance of of the of the men's game by you know those big big four and a couple of other people who've who've managed to to win some and, and all the time you get some up and comers that you think that you think might be good. I mean, I was looking after, after I read this, I went and looked at the, the full bracket all the way back to the first round for the Australian open. And I was looking for some, you know, like where, where are these American players who I think might fit into this kind of lost generation category as well. John Isner, uh, Sam query all lost in the, in the, in the first round. So it's um, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of crazy. I think that there's, there's something to having a generation of players who haven't been able to, uh, get a bunch of traction to make it 
consistently deep into majors or to, or to win some majors and to kind of parlay that into, you know, superstar status or, or, or at least semi quasi, uh, superstar status. And, and, you know, it's, it is, it's kind of the, the weird dominance, you know, it's interesting is the women's game is not this, right. You've had a bunch of, uh, women players who, you know, have kind of gotten in, kind of entered that upper echelon and then, and then departed it maybe more than once, um, in, in the time period that, that these, you know, four guys have been kind of uh, at the peak of their game. So it's hard to figure out like, what, what is it about the game? Is it about the training or the technology or, or is it just like a weird, a weird time to be alive in, ter- in terms of tennis? And I'm, I'm not sure. Um, I really know the answer. Well, yeah. I mean, well, I, access to tennis is, is not really um, possible unless you have money. It's not, it's not one of those sports that, yeah. that um, you can play unless you can travel, unless you have access to good courts for the most part and, and to good equipment. And as you know, right, good coaching, you have to have a good coach. Um, and maybe that's part of it. Even in countries that are not the United States, that discrepancy might be that much more significant or maybe the, the desire or the, sorry, the, the system in which players are recognized and then brought up through the ranks um, and, you know, funded by outside money that in other countries, maybe that just doesn't happen. Right. Or, you know, it's, it's just not a significant part of, of what uh, is going on. I don't know. It's, it's intriguing. I remember, do you remember when, when, uh, is it Marin, Marin, uh, Silic? Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I remember that, um, at the U S open in 2014. Yeah. I remember people like thinking him, he was the next big thing. And that just never happened. I don't know. It's crazy. I yeah. mean, there's going to be a massive turnover in the next, I mean, in a year, right? I mean, Federer is, he was out early this year. Um, who's, who's still there? You think they, that they were all at some, at some point going to, I'm surprised that Annie Murray is the first one to, to kind of show any signs of aging and the, and the first one to go, you think it would have been Federer before that. He's just been able to do it. They all, they all sort of seem like they should be on the de- decline or past their prime, and that just doesn't seem to be to be what's going on. I don't know. It's probably not good for the game, to be honest. I mean, I, I, I think I've made this argument on the podcast before that my biggest problem with tennis is that structurally it's designed to prevent upsets, yeah. right? That a bad – if you think about like a game of football, you know, football yeah. has a lot of parity, and the, but the main kind of – um, you know, uh, aphorism or whatever, or, or, you know, uh, phrase that, that defines football is that, you know, on any given Sunday, any team can be any other yeah. team, mm-hmm. right? It, it, weird things can happen or, you know, uh, catch lightning in a bottle or whatever, but, but you can, you know, e- even if, you know, a really terrible team in the NFL, like here's a really good example. The Patriots are going to go to a Super Bowl and the Detroit Lions beat yeah. the piss yeah. out of them like week four yeah. this year. Right. And, and the lines were not not very good, it, depending on a, a single day. Something like that can happen in football. Tennis is designed to make sure that that doesn't happen because you can't just beat somebody once. You got to beat them three times. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to win. You have to win. Uh, you have to win um, uh, three sets. Right. Inside of an individual set, you can't just win one game. No, you got to win a bunch it's kind of, of games, a perfect setup. Right. I so, kind of like I mean, it is. It is. That's like, well, it's a perfect setup if you want the better team yeah, to win. Yeah. Which. But that's 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 interesting. If you really wanted the better team to win, though, you would have a series. You'd have the Super Bowl would be three games. That would be interesting. Yeah. You know what I mean? The reason the Super Bowl is interesting, the reason March Madness is interesting, is because it has upset potential. The bracket would probably be right, be right way more often, like the the seeding in college basketball. If every one of those matches was a three game series, you would see far fewer upsets. Loyola doesn't make it to the semifinals of March Madness. 
if those games are series, right? They, you know, they got lucky. They got hot. Not, no, no offense to Loyola. They didn't get lucky. But those upsets don't happen in a game that is structurally designed to prevent I think we have them, a light, light right? Loyola so, fans who listen to the podcast. <laughs> like, they're like, I've, I've never no listened idea. to this fucking thing no. again. Click. It was a great, it was a great it was. story. It was a great story. Because you're but, Catholic. But it's hard though. to spin an interesting, yeah, fine. Yeah, it's hard, it's hard, it's hard to spin an interesting narrative about, uh, it's hard to spin an interesting narrative about men's tennis. Like, mm-hmm. seriously, the, the w- w- I, I had this bracket, but I closed it. It's going to be Nadal versus Djokovic in the finals. How are you going to sell that as interesting? How are you going to compel people who wouldn't otherwise watch the Australian Open finals to tune into that? Hey, come watch Nadal play Djokovic again. I find it, but you know, if it was if it was somebody else, if you had some weird long shot, you know, if Annie Murray right before he said he was going to retire was in that playing Sam Query, you know, that, I'd watch the fuck out of yeah. that. I don't really want to watch this. I was kind of thinking the same thing. It's there's there's not really anything compelling about it. You need that. So I don't know if we need the underdog story, but we do need some parody, and you're not getting it here, which is basically you know the argument made in that article uh next up uh let's do the james harden thing i don't get it quite honestly this is an article from the ringer uh, about how awesome james harden is okay cool i mean like that's that's my take on it what they're the the rockets are 27 and 20 they're fifth in the western conference as of today um i mean i don't know yeah he's doing some really really crazy shit uh here here the I mean, he basically just says he scores, he scores a, lot of a lot of points. Harden would still lead the league in scoring, even if three free throws didn't count. Harden would still lead the league in scoring, even if the three-point line disappeared. Harden could go scoreless over the rest of the uh, season and still end up scoring more points for the Rockets this season than Jeremy, La- uh, Jeremy Lamb, Kevin Martin, Stephen Adams, Mitch McGarry, McGarry and Alex Abrinas combined. Uh, and I don't know. I'm not going to go through all that. To me, like this <laughs> infatuation is similar to the love that pistol Pete got Pete Maravich got back in the seventies and eighties. But I think pistol Pete might've with the ball, he was more talented. He, he was, he did things with the ball that were pretty impressive. I understand that Harden does that, but I guess Harden's playing in a league where um, scoring is, is paramount. And and Pistol Pete wasn't necessarily doing that at the time. I need to. I would. I want to go. I should go back and, and look at there. I need to compare side by side. But I I, I say this because I wonder in fifteen years when after James Harden is retired, if we're like, oh, that guy was underrated. He was amazing. Or if he's just that dude that scored a lot of points for a team that never really did anything, uh, a la Carmel, Carmelo Anthony. Yeah. I don't know. What's really funny is that he's the exact same guy as Russell Westbrook, only he shoots a little bit better. <laughs> but you know, they beyond that, I'm not sure. You know what what the value of this? I I, I like you read this, and I was like, uh, that's it's interesting, but I'm not sure why why it matters at all. You're you know you're you're an above 500 team, but not by a ton. I don't think that you're going to be you know picked to uh, go super deep in the playoffs. Probably going to lose in the second round would be my uh, speculation at this point. Um, it, it, and I think maybe the most important thing here is, uh, you know, it, if you if you said here's this craziness that Harden's doing, and it's tied to a bunch of winning, right? Look, he's doing this crazy stuff, and they're winning a bunch of games. Then then maybe I'd be I'd be interested in it. But I, I kind of feel like, you know, I, I looked at I, I just looked at some quick stats on baseball or on basketball reference rather, um, and. You know they they they're only scoring 112 
points per game on average, which is about midway uh, in the in the Western Conference. So it's not like as a team they're scoring a ton more. So he's he's holding onto the ball. He's scoring a lot in unassisted ways, which means he's dribbling down the court as the point guard and, and taking threes or, or driving to the rack or something and not really passing to the people on his team. The other stat that's interesting is that their point differential, their average point differential in the year is less than two. So they're winning games by an average of you know 1.8 points per game or something like that, which means I'm not sure that, that the model is, is, there's any evidence that the model is creating like a really great dynamic on the court, right? I might say if you, you know, we're more likely to pass the ball and set up the offense. It's possible you could, you know, decrease the the the, the place where the Rockets are really good are points per hundred okay. possessions, but they're probably having too many possessions or giving too many defensive possessions. So you know, come down the court and and hold the ball a little bit longer and move the ball around and, and pass it around a little bit, and maybe you score a few points less, but your defense starts giving up you know uh, eight or ten points fewer per game, and then you're going to win a lot more basketball games. So I don't know. I, 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 this is this is um, strictly intuition. I do think that because Harden is a pretty good passer of the basketball, maybe defenses are playing off him too much, and he's just taking what taking what what's available, right? If if they're expecting him to pass a bunch, and they're playing they're playing him to pass, and that means he gets open lanes. I guess do whatever works until defenses change their approach. But another explanation for this, and I don't watch a lot of Rockets basketball, is that he is. I don't know if it's a technical term, but when I played basketball in the '80s and '90s, we called it being That's a ball. That's just it, man. I I know. I and I guess we could go. <laughs> I'm not saying he's a ball hog. I'm saying he might be. We a ball really. Hog. <sighs> yeah, but being a ball hog has been celebrated um, for a long time in the NBA. Kobe was a fucking ball hog at the back end of his career. The Lakers probably would have been a hell of a lot better if Kobe could have passed the ball just a little bit. I mean, no. I mean, you're not wrong. Well, and, and and here's a different model: is look at the best team in the NBA for the past four or five years who passed the ball like crazy. Uh, the Warriors. I haven't been paying much attention to to yeah to Warriors. I haven't been paying much attention to what um uh, uh who are we talking about? Why can't I remember uh, James Harden? Name? James Harden. I want to say Russell Westbrook so bad. I haven't been paying that much attention to what Harden's been doing, but I have seen all of these compilation videos of Clay Thompson going off with zero yeah, dribbles. Yeah. All these assistant Dude, possessions, to. or so they move. They move the ball around a bunch, and he just, you know, he's he's taking taking jumpers, uh, uh, you know, off of off of the move, or he's just standing, um, you know, in, on the wing and hitting shots. Like I, I've seen five or six different videos this month. It seems like of compilations of that dude. It's like ten three pointers and two possessions, or ten three pointers and and one dribble. You know, pass the ball, move the ball around. I'm looking at player efficiency rating because I want to get a, a stat here that uh i just want to i gotta okay so player efficiency rating player efficiency rating which is considered i guess in my opinion one of the most um telling statistics in all of basketball but i want to see okay so harden dude so his his efficiency rating is 30.8 um the thing is, he's got two guys. I'm going to plead in your song. On the thing is, is, he's playing with three, three very legitimate players. Well, two, I guess. Kenneth Fareed hasn't played that much. Very legitimate in the sense, like, they're efficient, right? Efficient. They're, they're solid players, which is uh, Clint Capella and Chris Paul. So even Chris Paul, is he is he playing? Is he hurt? Is he done? See, I, should, I should pay attention to this. Yeah. Anyway, I, I guess my point is, right? 
you got to move the ball around. You got to do a better job of it, especially in the in the uh, in the Western Conference. And it's it's getting to the point now with how basketball is played at the college level and at, at the professional level that moving the ball um, just through passing and not dribbling is uh, is how you can win games. Right? You have to be efficient passers. I, I was not to bring. I always bring Iowa back in. I'm sorry, but they're now on this like four or five game win streak. And I've been watching these games and they pass the ball so much better now than they did at the end of December, right? You can kind of see it right there. I don't know if it's just through practice or, or the kind of coaching strategy, but that matters. It matters because it's not just how you get open looks, but you know, it's how you get fouls. Quite honestly, that's how you, you know, get teams to, to foul you and you get to the free throw line. And so, yeah, I got to go watch. I got to go watch some, yeah. some Rockets basketball. I should have done more deep digging into this. James Harden has got the most three-point field goals made this year at 218, but he's attempted 583. The second-place person for three-point field goals is Steph Curry, who has 189, right, which puts him 29 made field goals behind James Harden. But he's only attempted 422, which is 161 fewer attempted three-point field goals than James Harden. And the same story is true for field goals. So James Harden has attempted 1,052 field goals, more than 100 more than the second-place person, Damian Lillard. Uh, and he's missed 589 of those. I don't understand why people are so – like, why is this the focus? He's on the top of every single list. The dude apparently just doesn't pass the ball. It just goes to show how much emphasis we put on scoring by the individual. Individual scoring, it, it just – you know, commentary on the NBA. But also, I guess at the college level, right? Look, look at the players who win Player of the Year. It's you know people like um, um, who is the Buddy Buddy Hild or uh, who's the guy that won last year from Oklahoma? Another Oklahoma guy. But anyhow, like scoring, I don't know, dude. That's not scoring's great, but you got to be you, you kind of have to have a, a more well-rounded player, even in the NBA. And uh, I would say James Harden is not that. So thank you. He still is. He's actually fifth in assists. I don't know what's going on there. I think he has the ball in his hand all yeah, the time. Yeah, he does. He also has the most minutes per game. Whatever. I, I don't know. I don't know. I guess wow. I just. I, number, I'm not on the. I'm not on the bandwagon. I'm not there. I'm not there. Uh, all right, we got to do one more story. We're gonna save. Let's save the shift story for uh, closer to baseball because that's fascinating to me. By the way. We'll yeah, sit we, on can that sit on, we can uh, sit on. That. Now you're on this one. My daughter's here and she's trying to not be on. She didn't want to be on B Live. Now she's hey, on Madeline. Insta. Hey, Madeline. Still see well, I don't there. have – who do I – I've got a dog back here. Dog. <laughs> there's, there's one of them. There you go. Yeah. Um, Delphi's having seizures now. So, yeah, she's she's getting Ooh. up there in age. I think she's 13 okay. now. So, it's pretty – it's a good run for a pug. Um, anyhow, all right. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the Hall of Fame, Major League Baseball Hall of Fame uh, for the first time ever. I assume all you want to talk about is Larry Walker not getting in and what a miscarriage hey, of justice. He's getting that is. there. That's that's the that's the beauty. That's the beauty <laughs> of this of this article, right? I mean, first thing is, uh, sorry, this is we're talking about an article uh, that Travis Sawchick did for five thirty eight, and it's basically saying maybe that the baseball writers are kind of doing better and evolving a little bit, uh, and he uses the evidence. Uh, his evidence for that is that Mariano Rivera got in. It was a uni- unanimous induction. That's the first time that's ever happened. Um, we all knew he was going to get in there, so everybody kind of voted for him. There wasn't some ass hat who just said no. Uh, you're also seeing, which there, which there, which there was last year with Ken Griffey, right? Ken Griffey Jr. No, was that last year? 
He wasn't unanimous. That can't be right. I yeah. know three people sat out. Shouldn't he have been unanimous? Uh, yeah, I mean, for sure. I, if 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 you know a, a guy is going to be a Hall of Famer, like why vote no? Like why? <laughs> why? Yeah. Who votes it no? Doesn't make any sense to me, right? Like, um, uh, they're just listening. Like Greg Maddox, Nolan Ryan, Tom Seaver, and Randy Johnson. They topped the 97 percent mark, but they were not unanimous. Uh, Griffey was the closest, ninety nine point three two. Yeah, three ballots. So if we look at at, at who got in. Who, who, knows, who knows, right? Like, I don't even know who gets to vote on these things. It's it's a it's oftentimes if you're a member a nice, of the baseball, yeah, baseball writer, baseball writers association of America. That sounds awesome. <laughs> Why they get to pick who's in the Hall of Fame? I'm not sure. How did every? Okay, so I guess Over are ever? your thoughts on on things like are you happy with who got in? I I, I am I am. It's cool. I I, I, I I hate the Yankees. Yeah, more than anything in the world, but obviously Mar- Mariano Rivera. Mm-hmm. Were you surprised by Moose getting should in? Be in the hall, should be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, the, Mike Musina. All I can remember is him like beating the shit out of a out of a a, a, a bullpen phone, and I just so I, I I I was surprised and also it made me laugh. I didn't look at the numbers though. He he. So you have to get seventy five percent, right? Is that what the number? You have is? to get seventy five percent. So he was right at the line. Uh, I. To me, the 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 dumb uh, duh, is uh, Edgar Martinez. How in the f- how did it take that guy that long to get in? Like I understand he was a DH his entire career, but he also played in a in a league where the DH was a thing. So why wouldn't you have a guy be a DH? So you know what I mean? It's like it's like it's like not putting a quite honestly similar to not putting a punter in the NFL Hall of Fame. Like this is a yeah. position in which this person, this kind of person is valued. And if they're really good at what they do, like what makes them not a Hall of Famer? I don't know. It's just I'm going to ask a dumb question. The, these guys can vote for as many people as they want, or they only get a fixed number of votes? Um, I don't know. Because I guess I understand if you only get a fixed number of votes that you have to draw some lines. I don't think that's About it. who you're going to vote it and why. If you can vote for as many people as you want, then... Yeah, then the line should not move. The goalposts should not move. They should sit exactly where they are. Mike Mussina had a 123 ERA plus career 1.192 whip. I'm more interested. 7.1 strikes per nine. He struck dudes out, I guess. I don't know. So if you, I guess I'm, I've never really thought of Mike Mussina as like a hall of famer but i, I guess that's I don't know. me too man I, th- I i i did i never did either i never i think he did a lot of things was he at baltimore for a lot yeah, of years forever. i mean that that's half his career and then he went to the yankees half his career okay he got mvp votes in 2008 how do i not remember this and cy young votes what was 2008 um who? he went 20 and 9 2008 who won the who won the world series it was a yankees world series here uh white Sox. no no that's not right uh, it was 06 White Sox, White Sox row six. I don't remember. Oh, eight. Well, th- think about it. Think on it. Um, I'm going to look it up, actually. So uh, the, I guess I was I was more intrigued, not necessarily by who got this in. This was his best season of his career was his last year. It's only 21, 20, 21 year for him. Huh, really? Sorry. No, you're good. You're good. This is the part of the podcast where I look at stats online and think about them out loud. Uh, good people podcast. People like this. People like this, right? They, they, like, they, they like the off. I should have looked at this. I should have looked at this before. My bad. I should have looked at this before. Um, 
I mean, do you think that there's still some, like, the, obviously the, the annual conversation we have to have, Clemens goes up to 59, Barry oh. Bonds goes up to 59. I mean, the, I, assume, I assume those are steroid no votes. Kurt Schilling at 60. Say what you will about Kurt Schilling and his outspoken conservative. See, that, that's what I want to stop. I want to stop. Dude, yeah. dude, dude should probably be in, the, be in the Hall of Fame. That's just it, right? There's a, there's a okay, so yes. Like, here's the line. Here's the, here's the line. Um, basically, we're looking at these stats, uh, 538's projections versus the actual result. And they're, and they're, they're right there, right? They're in, in the sense that the cutoff is basically the same. And so what Brian is talking about is Rivera, Halliday, Martinez, Messina got in. Uh, then you have Schilling, Clemens, Bonds, Larry Walker, who didn't. And the next drop is Omar Vizquel, Fred McGriff, Manny Ramirez. The only people Manny Ramirez to me like surprises. I'm kind of twenty two percent seems low. I know Ster- st- he gets lumped it in steroids, maybe. Well, I think that's the problem, right? I think the assumption that Manny was on steroids for the bulk of his career that I don't think that that's much of a stretch. I think. Yeah, Jeff Kent to I me mean, is low. He had, a, he had he had a weird steroid like he took like a precursor or something. He tested positive for a precursor. Yeah, long after his career was over, he was still technically playing. There's just but a- I'm, is there is there evidence he was taking steroids beforehand? Like, listen, the, the steroid era can cast a, a large shadow, but I don't think as a voter your standard can be the sniff test, right? Like, do I think he took steroids? There has to be some sort of evidence. And again, with Manny, I agree. There was a thing at the end, but I mean, I don't, I don't know if that's enough. Granted, he's a Red Sox, so Red Sox player. 2008 world champion was your Philadelphia Phillies. And they actually beat the Rays. Oh, they beat the Rays, the, world, the Rays in the World Series. Like, So I'm not quite sure why Messina was getting a bunch of votes. Uh, the next year, the yeah, Yankees. Those, 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 those Phillies uh, were, were really good, and they get forgotten. That's like... Uh, Really good with uh with homeboy playing shortstop, the little guy Jimmy Rollins played for the Rockies for a little bit. Yeah, J. Roll. That that was a that was a good. He was a Rocky. Team. Remember, he was never a Rocky. Uh, who am I thinking of? Oh, I'm confusing him with a, a different shortstop. The guy who played for the Mets, two little shortstops. Oh, um, Jose Reyes. Jose Reyes. Jimmy sorry, Rollins yeah, has was, never oh, been arrested oh, for oh, beating oh, his wife. Oh, sorry, so I'm sorry. I to- totally had my wires crossed. No offense, yeah. uh, Jimmy Rollins. Sorry, Jimmy. Anyways, what I, was, what I was trying to say was that Phillies team was freaking great. People forget that the Rockies beat them in the the. And people forget. Maybe maybe people forget the Rockies beat that team in the NLCS that year and probably shouldn't have. That Phillies team was good. Uh, they had Ryan Howard when he was awesome. Before, yeah, when he was worth Phillies the money they were paying him. That Phillies team playing the the Red Sox in 2007 would have been a much better World Series. Agreed. Hey, can I point out one other thing here? Please. Lance Berkman, 1.2%. Well, he's because it's they're not going to vote him in first his first year. 1.2%? Yeah, what about it? Oh, dude, I loved that. Elvis. No, but they're not like that's a guy who's not a lock and so they're not going to they're not even going to vote for him on his first year ba- ballot, right? You have to be Hey, dog, this dog, you have to be a lock, man. You got to be a lock. And so I don't understand the, the politics of this stuff. Did I ever tell you my yeah, favorite Lance Berkman story? I don't even know if it's true. I, I think I heard it like fifth hand or something. Okay. But that guy said, you know, that if he was hitting, if he was hitting really well, people would, would always be like, "Hey, man, you look really skinny." But if he started hit, like got in a slump or whatever, they'd be like, "Dude, you look fat." And he insists that his weight didn't vary at all. So I just love that. I liked Lance Berkman. You hit, you, you, you hit a couple home runs, and people are like, "Man, you looking you looking slim." Well, they're looking fit. Well, okay, let's look. Like there are so Andrew Jones. It was his first year up for it. He got ten point four percent. So that's you know we can assume. Lance Berkman has a career one forty four OPS plus. He's great, man. Michael Young was great. This dude is is not a lock. I mean, I think uh, no, he's a he lock. was he was in the he was in the top what five or six MVP voting like ten times. 
yeah, I mean, what do you want me to say? Yeah, no, no, I, I understand. Like, we're now we're getting into the politics of the Baseball Writers Association, which are bogus. So I don't know what you want me to, what you want me to say. Um, like Roy Halladay, he gets 85.4%. I'm going to go out there and say he doesn't get that high of a, of a you know, check mark if he doesn't die tragically, right? Like, but seriously, man, like this is the kind of shit that happened. I get it. When you, when, when, you, when, you said, when you said he doesn't get this high, I was wondering right at that moment, I was like, are you going to make a joke? No, I didn't. No jokes. I, I could have <laughs> gone there, right? I could have gone there. Rest in peace, Roy. Um, but I mean, again, these are people. Well, don't like, go fire. It's, not, it's, not, yeah. it's not objective at all is, is kind of what I'm saying. But um, yeah, I don't know. We'll look forward to, I guess, uh, I think Andrew Jones is going to get in there. Michael Young, Tejada, Never, and Roy Oswalt for sure. Uh, they got to be in there. But uh, anything else? I mean, I think Larry. Oh, did you want to? Did you want to make? Okay, let's quickly glance at the the trends. By the way, because I did like this article. They did a, a five thirty eight. Larry uh, Walker explained like the trends, there. right? Like, yeah, Larry Walker is on a really steep in, uh, incline, right, in terms of his opportunity or chance to get in the Hall of Fame. Kurt Schilling also on the rise. Uh, Clemens and Bonds have always been on the rise. I think. The, why do you think that is? I would say, in my opinion, the further we get away from the steroid era, the you know, the more willing we are to kind of forget. Into well, and yeah, I mean, a lot of people might also in their mind say, like, I'll vote no, however many times I can, to send a signal. But you know, push comes to shove, they probably should be in the in the final, right? That's the same guys who get paid from Major League Baseball. Um, so I don't, yeah, okay, like steroids sucked. Yeah, it sucked. It was a huge mark on the sport that you know you and i love but um i don't know like, well and, and, and holier we should than mention, now you know like this this particular episode not super academic or critical but it's worth mentioning that 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 people of color were vilified far more for you know their participation or par- perceived participation in the steroid era than were you know uh white players so Mm-hmm. There, there, you, there you have it. There you have it. Uh, Mark McGuire, Mike, Mark McGuire is uh, seemingly transitioned back into baseball. Um, you know, not 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 seamlessly, but you know, certainly much more easily than I think that um, Barry Bonds ever could would. Well, do you think Sammy Sosa is no longer a person of color? Uh, no comment. I, it's <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I mean. Back, back all the yeah of course he's still a person okay yes i'm being a smart ass people not right? gonna in, engage Let's with your frame uh, this your in the contact in the context of the fact that brian and i are college professors liberal college professors <laughs> with a very strong <laughs> critical theory background and so i'm being a smart let me let me let, let me give you uh let me let me give you one one thing for you to be excited about are you gonna watch the super bowl yeah, yeah, probably. Pomp and circumstance, you can like make wings and all that sort of stuff. Um, Do you like the commercials and all that? Yeah, I won't. I don't. I don't know what I'm doing. Actually, I'm not. There's a, oh, there's okay. a chance I go to Breckenridge with your brother. Go, go skiing. Super, Super Bowl. Super Bowl is always a good day to go skiing. The only reason I asked is because Jeff Bridges is uh, reportedly going to return as the dude uh, for, a for a Big Lebowski <laughs> Super Bowl commercial? Question mark. But is it like? I don't know if that's okay. real, or not, real or not. Are you the kind of person that like gets excited for that? No. Okay, because I'm like, oh, Monday morning I'll get up and watch the same fucking commercial, and I bet it's the same, right? Like, well, then you can just wait for you know like some listicle that's like, here's the five funniest commercials. Here are the ones that weren't funny. You watch them just you know. The beauty of Buzzfeed on your computer. What is this dog? Yeah, <laughs> get Buzzfeed to Buzzfeed. do it. What are you chewing? 
I get, oh, my God. I re- oh, oh, see, Jeff Bridges tweeted it. I like Jeff Bridges. A picture of him in the dude costume says, can't be living in the past, man. Stay tuned. Which reminds me, I'm going to go follow Jeff Bridges on Twitter. Jeff Bridges. Uh, all right, everybody. Um, sorry if you're watching a live stream and I forgot to change whatever game I was watching on uh, ESPN. Yeah. So, it's uh, photos uh, streaming from your, uh, from your iPhone in the background. I hope there's nothing, you know. Sexting, oh, sexting isn't a big exactly. part of the J family um, because mostly because uh, I wouldn't say we're against it. It's just I text from my computer. And that's really the last thing I need, like when I'm lecturing on Foucauldian governmentality to have just a crotch shot. So, yeah, uh, I'm assuming I, uh, we've lost everybody by this point. We've lost everyone at this point. I have had that when I've been I've been lecturing and uh like I've connected my laptop before to a projector and it just flips to the screensaver, which is just photos. So it's like pictures of my kids, but it's never been a crotch shot. Well, I am coming to Michigan in October. And so uh, I'm going to write that down for things to remember and do. So wait for that. Uh, what is that? The look? No, I'll be taking pictures. Like I'm going to put some, some, some take pictures of my crotch. No, no. I might take pictures of my, my sack. Right. Oh, I'm on. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I missed it. No, that's funny. I'm, we'll I'm on board with that. Yeah. Would you be offended? Good. I've got a one. No, 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 no. I feel like I'm, we're going really, really blue on this. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna comment on the, uh, the beauty of my satchel, but we'll hold off on that. <sighs> okay. Uh, next week. Stay tuned. Um, okay, buddy. Uh, I think we'll close it up. You go be a dad. I got to do some things before I pick my kids up. I'm, I wonder if it, if it stops snowing because it's pretty wild. Um, so be safe. And I guess I'll talk to you next week. Sounds good. Later, buddy.